Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, what is it for? Official 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Featuring site publishers Carrie Murdoch and Josh McQuistian, along with videographer Eddie Radosovich. It's the unofficial 40 on Soonerscoop.com. All right, we are back. It is the unofficial 40 here on Soonerscoop.com, on Soonerscoop.com podcast. Carrie Murdoch, Josh McQuistian, Eddie Radosovich, back with you for a week that. Uh, I really don't know what we're going to talk about today, uh, other than maybe uh, you heard the intro there. That was uh, for Eddie specifically, Baker what a, Mayfield. Recognizing what a champion! What Saturdays are for? I I I'm a little disturbed though that I was I was going to pop that question at some point and I just never did this year. Should have got him. Wanted to know if he was a stoolie or not. Oh, I'm sure he is. Eddie Radosovich, who is sitting across from me, with his chipped tooth. Yeah, it's breaking glorious. news though on this like, front. It I, is. It I'm is headed, everything I thought it could be. I'm headed to the doctor in the morning at seven. To the dentist. Yep. Seven fifteen, so, huh? Yeah, they must have like made a a new time slots for me. It's gonna be early. Maybe the uh, maybe they'll invite early. like other dentists to come in, like the Eddie Radosovich. I hope not. Have you taken enough pictures to where you remember this moment? Uh, I mean, I. The, the, we should take the your media picture. Is, we should take your media picture today, that that is going to be on your Rose Bowl credential. Yeah, we could do that. That'd be fine. I don't really care. It's like my mom was freaking well, out about it. Clean shaven. You got a hat on. Well, I'm not going to be sh- clean shaven. Have you had a haircut recently? Yeah, I got a haircut. I thought so. Short. So yeah, it was. Uh, I wish that I had a better story about how I broke it. I wish I like. Got really drunk. Yeah, and, and like fell and broke my tooth on a uh, toilet or something like that. I've had a buddy that's done that. Maybe get Natty Light involved in it somehow. Yeah, but it, it's really kind of just a boring story. I was just eating a candy cane, and it just chipped. I had I've, I've you been, of all people who talk about people being soft. I know, and I it's it's really weird. I I've had a root canal in this tooth, and I've also been hit with a baseball in this tooth in the front wow. of my mouth. So maybe it just had. Withstood the it test of time. Seeing its life. Yeah, and it was ready to go. So I don't it know. It committed suicide. <laughs> Your tooth committed suicide. I don't know. Josh McQuiston joins us as well. Josh, how are you doing today? It's, uh, it's man, it is uh, a really heavy life right now for Josh. I almost feel bad for asking him to come on the podcast because not only are you getting ready to welcome new life into this world, you had a horrible day yesterday. Yeah, uh, my my first experience putting down one of my dogs was uh, yesterday. That was, uh, you know, and she, she was Tiffany's dog before she was mine. But, I mean, 
you know, we've been together 10 years. That dog was two when we met. So, I mean, I've, I've pretty much raised her. And that was, I don't want to bring the pod to a crashing halt, but that was not exactly the, um, the most exciting moment. I, I think it's the best part about it is, like you said, baby's going to be here later this week. You have something to kind of renew a little enthusiasm and that kind of thing. More than anything, um, my other dog, he, he's never lived in a world without her, and he is kind of, um, oh, he just keeps man. wandering the house looking for her. He thinks he's going to find her, so it's, it's kind of sad day around the McQuistian Casa. So you, you, you left the dog at home when you took the other dog to the vet? I did. Okay. I did. I, uh, he, neither one of them are exactly uh, great vet dogs, so I didn't need the chaos of two. And I didn't know what it was going to be like. Like I had been in the building for one of those before. I had never actually been in the room when it all happened. And was that it was, like Marley and me? Y- yeah. It, it almost so identical. Never be able you know, it's one of those things. You'll never be able to watch Marley and me now again. Oh, I, Carrie, you know me. I have two we. I have two total soft spots: kids and dogs. And I, Marley and me. I won't even pretend. Every time I want to get to the end of that movie, I cry. Like I just, it's sad. It's I'm sad to the point. I turn it off. Dog. I turn it off at the end. Spoiler. Yeah. See, that's Tiffany. Tiffany. We were having this very conversation the other day. I, I think most of the world knows I'm a huge Top Gun fan. She hasn't seen Goose die in like 20 years. Oh, she just man. fast forwards right past Goose dying. So, um, and that is, uh, so, do I, and I don't that understand that. Like, that's part of the movie for me. Like, talk to me, Goose doesn't make any sense if he's just, you know, out getting a Coke. Don't you think in real life that Maverick and Meg Ryan would have had sex? Oh, for sure. Even if it was just the pure grief sex, yeah, exactly. It was just pure grief sex. I, I think that was that's a no doubter because she was and super hot then. Is there any actress that crashed more more colossally than Kelly McGillis? Because Kelly McGillis was borderline I hot. Never thought that she was that hot. Oh, like okay. uh, even Witness, even when she showed her boobs and Witness didn't really do a lot <laughs> for me. Which one is she? In Top she Gun? was the instructor. Oh, okay. Charlie. Yeah, the old one. Yeah, she was hot in that movie. For sure. I agree. Something I, you know, I guess Eddie and I like a woman in charge. Yeah, just didn't do it for me. Yeah. I never did. I never, it was, it was never a believable relationship. Not because Tom Cruise is gay, but because <laughs> he was young and hot and she wasn't. Yeah. But no, I, mean, I, it, I, I it really, I thought about Marley and me, like, like anybody that's seen that movie and you say, I've got to put my dog down. Like Eddie, have you? I know you're not a movie guy. Have you seen Marley and Me? No. God, it's just so. It's it's it is. I don't think that you could have a story about a dog that's any sadder. Not like Old Yeller. Like Old Yeller, they just have to go shoot a dog that's got that went rabid. Like that had to be done. Like Marley dying was just like awful. Spoiler. Might have seen it. <laughs> I think I think our time has run out on. Spoilers. Well, that. actually, was Eddie talking about Old Yeller or Marley and Me? I'm I'm confident on Old Old Yeller, Marley and Me. We may still be with. I think the I've bounds. seen. I think I've seen Old Yeller. You're probably forced to watch it in school. Or VHS. I, that's a definitely a VHS movie. See now, when it comes down to it, I'm aware of the Red Ferns Grove. Yeah, kind of guy, I, well, I read Yeller. that book. Isn't too, that a book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it's very sad. Where the Red Fern Grows is sad. Well, it's Coon Dogs. Oh. I think I same basic problem probably. though. Yeah. Probably read that one. So yeah. anyway, uh, Baker Mayfield wins the Heisman. <laughs> Segway. That's what we're here to talk about, I guess. 
Uh, or we could just keep talking about sad things. It, well, it's it's the Seinfeld show. This is the Seinfeld this is the pod. podcast. It's about, about nothing. nothing. Yeah. But signing day is coming up, and there's a lot of stuff. Actually, we are going to uh, effort. We we do have voicemails today, by the way. But we're go, we're efforting to have Jason Kersey join us, who uh, writes covers the SEC for the Athletic. Traitor. Uh, he left us. How great Georgia is. He'll be he'll be in uh, Los Angeles though, won't he? Yes, he's coming out. That's, That's where we were texting today. That's what I thought. He'll be out the 27th, so he wants to hang. Very nice. Uh, and he likes to go hard, so he's a good guy to hang with. Jason Kersey is a very good guy. Eddie can Eddie can get he he has a partner now. Yeah, that'll be fun. In the West Hollywood Hills. I know that uh I don't know what's gonna go on, but I think we have a house to party at. Very nice. Certain rock star is getting a house, Airbnb. There's so a lot of people there's a lot of people heading out to Los Angeles. I believe the, uh, uh, Mr. I, Corby Davidson will be headed out as is well. Is Corby going out? Yep. Very nice. Uh, I bet he makes a showing at the house. I don't think he's welcome at the house. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know. He turned me down for uh, Kings of Leon concert in Dallas. Oh. I think he had some something to do, blood. didn't he? Well, he lied to me. Oh. Because <laughs> I was listening to the ticket as I was driving to that concert, and he basically admitted that he blew us off, that he didn't want any part of Kings of Leon because... That was the first time they played in Dallas since Caleb had his big drunken night. And maybe that the was show. maybe he was there that night. And just he had was a bad, there that night. Yeah, he's, he was there that night. He had had enough, and he's he's it triggered him so much he didn't want to go again. So I don't know. He's a hardcore. But Corby uh, would be welcome. It'd be fun if he wanted to come. It's gonna be fun. There's, I'll have to hit up Blake and see if he wants to come too. That's who I thought you guys were part of. That's the house I thought had been opened uh, to you all. Everybody's seen that house. That house, I would have yeah, no problem going house. over there. I don't know where that's at, though. Do you think that you could show up to Blake's house just because of your relationship with Sam? And no. him be like, hey, Eddie. No, because I don't think... We never really... like. I knew Taylor probably a little bit better than I yeah. knew Blake. Blake was always just the... Blake was always just the little shit that was running around with Taylor. Yeah. So I don't really know... And we didn't even really know each other that well in high school, so. Until he became like an extremely large shit. Yeah, until he was the shit, and then yeah, <laughs> and then we all acted like we knew him. Uh, so yeah, we're heading out Christmas night to L.A., which I'm sure you're asking why. I'm kind of asking myself that question now too. But it just—I think the team is. The team gets there on the we morning told, of the twenty seventh. We were told that they got there on the twenty sixth, so we scheduled it a day early, but then it got pushed back to the twenty seventh. Oh, they're not coming until the twenty seventh. I don't know. I, I haven't figured this out exactly. I know that they're having a press conference at Disneyland, though. That seems like an incredible amount of frustration. And I don't know Los Angeles that well, but that doesn't seem like that's going to be somewhere that's close. I think yeah, that's, that's, I think that's it's OC, in Anaheim. Man. That's way on the other side of the city. Yeah, I think that's Anaheim. I've, I have actually been that there. Is Anaheim. Sure. Uh, is, isn't it right across the street from where the Angels play? Yep, it's it's, right it's a same. little bit. It's yeah, it's the same neighborhood, a little bit further mm -hmm. down. I actually drove around there when my first time to ever go to L.A. When you guys sent me to cover the Los Angeles Rivals camp, I was just watching your Caleb Kelly interview. Caleb Kelly, and you know who else I talked to that weekend? Did you talk to uh, a quarterback? Man. Uh, no, he was a linebacker that never made it here. Oh, Bryce Youngquist. Bryce Youngquist, yeah. Yeah, we don't know where he is either. And we're still not going to talk about it. 
the 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 strangest thing that has happened to OU recruiting. I mean, as the as the ten years. I don't know, Josh. Should we talk about it? Should we finally talk about Bryce Youngquist? I mean, I got to think the embargo is over. You would think, but Carrie, I mean, and I know you checked on it back then too, and obviously I did. I've never been that stonewalled on information. Like it was, we're not talking about that. Like, like basically, what we told everybody publicly is exactly what I got privately. And I think you know, I remember Adam. I have nothing to tell you there's nothing coming out like there nobody was touching that i remember adam gorney put me in touch with his dad who i think was an attorney i remember that and i called him and we talked and it was just kind of like he kind of explained to me it was a very sensitive situation it was a family matter and he never said exactly what it was, but I didn't want to speculate because his dad was an attorney. I didn't want to get sued. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I just don't think that there was I, ever I mean, anything. Out I assumed there. it was mental health related. Either that, or he just woke up one day and decided he didn't want to play football. It's possible. Which I almost leaned towards that because, and I think there his was nothing. Parents, weren't his parents going through like a separation too, or something? I have no Josh, idea. do you remember hearing anything like that? I can't say that I did, but like I said, that whole thing was so shrouded in mystery. Like, it's possible that I just missed that. I can't tell you though that talking to him, he was a nice kid. Yeah. Maybe a little strange, but I don't know if there's anybody that I've ever met that you know for the first time that you're just still trying to figure out who they are. I mean, we've seen just people that are strange. I mean. Um, Who's the kid out of uh, Vegas? The defensive lineman. Oh, uh, oh, Daniel Chasen. Chasen, Shashan, Chasen. It's it's Chase, and I always say Shashan because of Kelvin yeah. years ago. I mean, he obviously had serious issues. He might have had a screw loose. Matt Diamond was a little strange. Yeah, Matt Diamond was strange, but he was always like I always just kind of figured he had just turned it on when the game. Like, he wasn't out of game mode when we talked to him. Because when he'd come into post-practice and stuff, he seemed like he was I just always thought always there was there. something a little off about him. Oh, I mean, I think you kid got kicked out of a game for kicking a guy in the balls, right? Baylor, yeah. Yeah, and then flipped off the crowd the as he left. Crowd, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he, there is something wrong. I mean, there's something probably pretty weird wrong with, weird him. with him, yeah. I can't think. I mean, obviously, there's some people that just, like, flamed out so fast. I mean, like, remember Michael Hawkins, the cornerback that grew up homeless? I remember the name. Just, Don't like, really remember him, though. Josh. He was the kid that slept in Fair Park growing up. I, I remember. Big OU Texas fan? <laughs> just because he slept in Fair Park. He just wanted to stay there <laughs> all year. The, the fair only is there for a month. The I rest know. of the time, bums live there. For I was going to say, I wouldn't want to yes. be there when the fair was going on, much less when it wasn't. <laughs> You've heard of Tennyson Park, right? Yeah. Like they, it's been known that they found bodies on greens out there. I mean, that's that's right over by Fair Park. Where I guess Lee I just never put two and two together. Yeah, I think I've played at Tennyson before. I have too. It's a nice little course, nice little track. Except when you have to, yeah, put around the bodies. <laughs> put around the body on thirteen. <laughs> Corner hasn't been out. Uh, so, <laughs> so I'm gonna try and talk OU football. Uh, Baker it's been Mayf- here since May, but 
It's a little rap. <laughs> it's a two-stroke penalty. You got no. Actually, there's no penalty. No, you, you just can, play you it can, as lies. Yeah, you can pick you up can and replace. Free drop. Yeah. <laughs> just two club links away from the body. Last group checked his pockets. No worries. Uh, so Baker wins the Heisman, third highest total ever. No suspense, no drama. By the way, why is the guy fighting with me on the board about whether I want to call Baker a three-year finalist or not? I think people... there Like, it was so positive on Saturday night. It was so positive on Thursday night after the award ceremony that, like, people had to strain themselves to find something to be negative about the, over the weekend. Like... I mean, he finished fourth in 2015. I think it's safe to say that that's... It's just because the committee wants to be cheap... I mean, and only invite three that year. So that was an interesting article. Did you read the SI article talking about the the major, I guess, mis or the guys that are pissed? That yeah, won't go? like the former winners yeah. that won't show up. Well, I mean, the Heisman Trust was bankrupt, and now they have seventeen million dollars just laying around. I guess they've done something right. But I mean, they have a good point. You could be doing a lot more. Oh no! As I a Heisman organization, than what they're doing. It. It, it basically what happens when old people get in charge of something, it gets ruined. Well, I wouldn't say they're ruining it. They're just not doing anything. Just kind of sitting on it. They're and, being and, old. And everybody was upset. We'll send out a of, flyer every month. <laughs> Are you on our email list? Yeah. <laughs> they were upset because uh, who was it that uh, killed themselves? Uh, that they were in depression or whatever and nobody reached out to help him. No. Is it killed themselves or just died? Oh, it was Rashawn Salam. Oh yeah, that's right. He did kill himself. And they're upset about nobody being able to help him and him being destitute and all that stuff. It's weird. I don't know. I mean it's look there's, the Heisman's still the Heisman. I know there's talk about the ratings being down and all that stuff, but I mean Oklahoma has a freaking plaza built for their Heisman. That's always going to be and the Blue Bloods are always going to keep the Heisman the most respected award in college football. It's always going to be national championships is your first bragging point, Heisman's or your second bragging point, with conference championships right there, too. So there's a, I, I don't see anything where... I mean, there might be stuff that's screwed up, but they can fix it. they got plenty of time to fix it before any damage is done to that award. Well, they, they keep coming up with these. Well, the viewing, the ratings are down because the last two years it was known a month ahead of time who was going to win the Heisman Trophy. Lamar Jackson yeah. was winning last year. Baker Mayfield is winning this year. You you haven't had that in a few years where you're like, man, this is this is kind of close. You know that this could go either way, and you know they tried to kind of manufacture that with people can't tell you who they voted for. Well, all the writers just find crafty ways around it, like guys writing basically love letters to Baker Mayfield and then being like, well, we'll see who wins. I can't tell you who I voted for. You know, like, well, uh, okay, I think we kind of get the picture. So it's it's just one of those stupid things that people try to, you know, it's a, it's a false, it's false evidence. Like they're trying to make that why the ratings aren't any good because people are mad about the trust or whatever. It's got nothing to do with that. Yeah. No one cares. It's, it's There's like, just no, no intrigue. Well, we cover college football, and I had no idea there was a problem with the trust in some of the Heisman winners until I read that damn story. I've heard about it, but I didn't really know there was much. Yeah. 
it, I, I thought it was interesting. And, you know, the thing that was stupid was the Jason White, I mean, outrage after it was over. Like, why isn't Jason White there to support Baker Mayfield? I, I, I don't get it. He should have been there. He, had a, he has a 10-year-old son, and he was coaching his basketball team. I mean, what? that is the height, Eddie, of what you're talking about. People just looking for something oh, to be yeah. upset about. Oh, yeah. I mean, mad because Sam Bradford and, and Jason White weren't there. Do you, do you notice who goes to that? It's the same people every year. It's Billy Sims and Mike Rozier and, and Archie Griffin. They have nothing else to do. All year. I mean, they're just, yeah, they're just, there's nothing. I mean, Billy needs to go and be noticed and remind everybody he's got barbecue restaurants. Took major advantage of it, too. The the sure. commercial that he put out was, uh, it was extremely the Billy good. Billy, yeah, yeah that was the Billy fantastic. Billy stuff. That stuff is crazy ridiculous. But the, the whole idea about getting mad about guys because they didn't show up, though, is you, that is that is the definition of bitching to bitch. And if you now, I will say this: like we had, we've had these uh, lookbacks that we've been doing at night, just kind of have something on the site for people to check into. It is kind of sad when you see like Baker is there talking about growing up watching Jason White and Quentin Griffin. Like then you're like, oh, okay, it might have been nice for Jason. I'll say that it might have been nice for Jason to be there since he grew up kind of idolizing him as kind of the face of Oklahoma football. Yeah. But I don't blame Jason White for not being there because if his kids have something. to do. Look, Jason White does a lot of stuff to promote the Heisman throughout the year. Like, they've had, and this wasn't all that well publicized, I don't think, but so they never asked us to publicize it. But, like, he's, like, the entire month of November, he was, like, in a car lot on Friday nights with Steve Owens and Billy Sims signing autographs for free. At a Nissan dealership. Yeah. Why is that a, uh? I guess that just plays into the idea like that... Like, you wouldn't take money if somebody said, Eddie, come oh, up here yeah. for an hour no, and sign yeah, autographs. Absolutely. I'd, I'd, I would be the biggest whore of myself of all time. So I can't blame them. I think there are probably restrictions. Like, you can't... You can't, like, have your Heisman appear, like, in, a, in, a, in an ad for sugars. In, like, an adult film? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny that uh, Baker came back and put his on his coffee table. Did you table. guys see that? What? Josh, did we Did lose? you guys see that stat? I, are you, can you hear me? Yes, yeah. we got you. Okay, okay. Uh, the stat, I think it was uh, Ravel that put it out, that Baker Mayfield, like, he they'd done the numbers, and just in signings and autographs and things like that, Baker Mayfield would make a million dollars more because of winning the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. It, I did see that. That's uh, amazing. But I saw Darren Ravel put it out, and I was like, don't care. You're an idiot. <laughs> it's fair. I, Huge. Nerd. I stopped following him a long time ago, but you know how it is. He's one of those guys he always shows up Somebody back in your Somebody retweets him into your Exactly. Timeline. He has a unique... I will say, he, the, the content he produces on his timeline is... Stolen it, from other people. Is it? Largely, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Makes sense con considering the company. He You'll works often for. see it somewhere else, and then he'll like an hour later he'll put it on his Twitter page. Like, just take all your pictures and he everything. Just settle, or he just sets up a bunch of scheduled tweets throughout the day. Probably like an hour after each one of them. I thought it was funny that Baker came back and put his uh, the Heisman on his coffee table. That'll be a great ad for Jackson Yules when he starts selling 
This is his furniture? Yeah, selling the furniture. He's on scholarship. He doesn't have to do that anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, I I mean, I really didn't take a whole... I mean, I was happy to see it for Baker. Um, I was actually happy to see Bob there sitting behind Lincoln. And I thought, kind of like the when he won it, I think he hugged his mom first, his dad, then Lincoln, and Bob gave him, like, the really manly handshake. As Bob would be, you know, that's just Bob. There were a couple shots of him, though, that there was... A genuine, like smile. Yeah, he was from happy. ear to ear smile. He was happy. It was good to see. It was a I, it was a very positive night. I mean, everything with with Baker. I thought the speech was you know Spot very on. good. Yeah. Baker Mayfield will be able to do some, you know, depending on what his professional football career is, he will be able to do some speaking engagement slash. I don't know about broadcasting, but he would be very good in that setting, I feel like. Do you think that Baker is going to be a weird, old-looking man? Because I think the possibility exists. Like, when you see, like, uh, Danny Werfel standing back there, you're like, oh, my God, oh, that's Danny Werfel. Uh, Same with Eric Crouch. You're like, who the hell is that nerd? Oh, that's Eric Crouch. I don't know. He might end up... Eric Crouch needs to shave that goatee. That thing is disgusting. Honestly, I didn't even notice him. I couldn't even... Gino Toretta, they should take his Heisman away from him just for looking so old and decrepit. And ball... Well, I'm not going to say ball because Jason Kersey's coming on. Oh, God. <laughs> now that he's going to now he's gonna hear that and I'm in so much trouble. Just edit it all out. Just play a bunch of... Uh, uh, what's her name? Not Katy Perry, but the other... <laughs> you can't remember? The other... I, 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 I'm having like a blank... Kelly right Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. I knew it was somebody forgettable. You know, let's just go and let's just go and have Jason Kersey on now that I've opened this Pandora's box, because he would probably enjoy this. All right, so uh, we now welcome in Jason Kersey, who covers the SEC for the Athletic, just theAthletic.com. I believe that's how you get to it, right, Jason? Yeah, to get to our site specifically, the college football, it's theAthletic.com/slash/all-american. Oh, okay. Yes. All Dash America. Now, there Jason Kersey is no uh, stranger to the pod. We did we did his exit interview when he left the OU beat to go yeah. cover Arkansas. Uh, and now he is with the Athletic covering the SEC, and he was at the SEC championship game. I don't were you did you cover the first Auburn Georgia game? I did not. I was not at the first one. Okay. I, I watched that one on television, but uh, but I was at the I was at the Iron Bowl and then I was at the, the SEC title game. How is the Mercedes Benz Dome? Oh, it's it's awesome. I um I went there for the the season opener, the Alabama Florida State game too, and uh, it's it's incredible. It looks like a spaceship or something. I mean, it's uh, and then when you when I was there the last time, that you know you see the just rubble of the Georgia Dome next to it. It's kind of sad, but the stadium's amazing. <clears throat> I think they got it right when it, they have their big scoreboard, kind of like Jerry World does, but. There's wraps around the top of the stadium, so it's not distracting, but everybody can see it real clearly. But you know, you don't end up staring at it like you do in, yeah. in uh, Jerry World. So I, I love it. Uh, so Jason, I you know we, we wanted to have you on just kind of talk about like you said you, you covered the SEC championship game, uh, you covered Oklahoma. How many years did you cover Oklahoma for the Oklahoman? Was it five? Four, four, four seasons. Okay. Four seasons. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you're familiar kind of with the lay of the land around here. 
I maybe it's and, and like Twitter kind of it 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 tends to I don't know, distort things a little bit, but I almost get the feeling like Georgia fans you can tell they haven't been here before. It's like the excitement <laughs> seems just re- at ridiculous levels to where rhyme and reason aren't really there all that much. Am I wrong? I mean, I, I think that makes sense a little bit. I mean, they haven't been in a postseason national championship hunt since, uh, you know, I don't know, certainly not in the BCS era. They never got to a national title game. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's been a long time. So I, I would imagine that probably is the case. I haven't seen as much of that uh, on my end, but, you know, so what are they just tweeting at you guys a lot at Sooner Scoop? Uh, not really. Um, I know our Georgia guys were like, you know, when the, when the matchup was first announced, they're like, "Go follow our Oklahoma guys," and I was like, "Oh, don't do that." Like, I don't want a bunch of Georgia <laughs> followers. Uh, and and all yeah. the responses were like, "Thanks, but no thanks." I don't want to. I don't want to follow those ass hats. Like, hmm. all right, dude. I don't want you following me anyway. So we're good. We're all good. That's awesome. Yeah, no. I mean, I th- I think it would make sense though if they're a little bit a little bit of a distorted uh, view of themselves or of, of how to act in this situation. They can't really act like they've been there before because they haven't. Well, there's plenty of OU fans that act ridiculous. So, sure, uh, yeah, everywhere. No, uh, Arkansas fans might be the most ridiculous though. I've really learned that in the last year. Yeah, I mean, they, they're there's some there are some nutty people in this state. I think any SEC school that you come across, though, they're going to have their share of, of just well, any big time program. I guess they're going to have their share of people like I mean, nutbags. I don't know if anybody's nuttier than A and M. I mean, I I think that's almost a cult. yeah. We have some yeah, A and M's pretty bad. I know we have one. Uh, we won't say his name. I know we have one OU fan that's listening. That's a big fan of Kersey and I. Um. Yeah, I, I think I might know who that is. Hi, Ben. <laughs> we I scheduled. Said we, I said we wouldn't mention. We scheduled. Name. We scheduled him just for for uh, for this this moment. Actually, you know what? I saw that that he asked a question on the scoop account, and uh, I sent it to Kirsty. I said, "Hey, it's it's your old friend," and I was like, "We should have you on the podcast." He's like, "I'll do it." <laughs> it's beautiful. It's all coming together. <laughs> I've been blocked hey, a long time. You know, by I, ben. I, I I got nothing against Ben. He, he blocked me. I didn't block him. So You know what's crazy, Kersey, is like we were talking about this before. Like we've had so and, and look, we don't have anything against anybody. Um, you know, it's 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 all in fun when it's all said and done. Uh, I yeah. you know, if you are we understand like there are there are people that can be a little bit psychotic, but like Josh and I were just talking about this, like we've seen so many people that have cursed us and and cursed Sooner Scoop and blocked us and said that you know they are going to the competition never to return like this season they've all come back like we're seeing them like the 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 crazies you know that's a harsh say to, way to put it but like the super even the super crazies this season has got them back kind of like oh i'm following sooner scoop again it's it's just it's it's amazing <laughs> to kind of see so you know what ben if you want to unblock me i'll unblock you I'll I'll, I'll yeah. await your follow. Yeah, how about that? 
It's all coming together. You have him blocked. See, I don't. I I didn't block him. He blocked me. Oh, when people block me. I don't even remember what it was about. When people block me, especially OU fans that have been following me, I and they still because they still follow you. So I'm like, no, you're not getting my information. I'm blocking you back. The block yeah, back. That's funny. And I've never done that's it, funny. but I always want to go and block them on the official scoop account too. <laughs> but I've never done it. I don't think that I've would ever be too the, mean. Du- the double block. Yeah, like, well, if you're gonna be a jerk to me, I'm blocking you from all of our information. I don't think I've ever blocked somebody. Really? Really? Yeah. No, I was I was having that question. I was kind of asking myself the same thing. I'm not a blocker. I don't. I even if I can't stand the person, I won't block them. That's almost giving too much to to them to block somebody. How about mute? Have you ever yeah. muted oh, anybody? I mute thousands of people. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Muting muting is better because they don't know they've been muted, so they just think you're ignoring them, um, and that you're not bothering them enough to to have uh, blocked them. So yeah, muting is actually the way to go. But I've still blocked. A decent number of people. See, like, okay, when, so when they go, when they get too far, I want to, I want to talk about Georgia, but uh, you've got me fascinated now because I know just from knowing Trotter and like paying attention to Ubbin over the years, like when you become a conference guy, even for the Big Twelve, like it just seems like you open yourself up to being attacked by everyone. Like that's part of your job. Like I can only imagine what it's like covering an entire conference like the SEC. And the the people that in the responses that you might I mean has it just been insane? On Twitter, it can get pretty crazy. The good thing is, is that with the athletic being a subscription site, and I mean the, our comment sections are actually really nice and productive and uh, respectful. So uh, so on the site itself, it's been it's been great. But yeah, I mean on Twitter, it can it can get crazy. I still. Though I, all this conversation has me thinking about my favorite angry reader email I ever got when I was at the Oklahoma, and when a guy told me that uh, that I was uh, not only ugly and a farce, but a uh, oh, oh my god, what is it? Now I'm gonna have to look it up. Anyway, he ended up calling me ugly and a Benedict Arnold. I remember, and I can't even remember what he was mad about. We but would, anyway, yeah, that's we my would, favorite. Uh, we would kind of find out that the same angry person was was usually contacting all of us. Yeah, there was one guy in particular I think that was that was always contact you, me, and Trotter. Yeah, it was always the same kind of tenor to his emails. This is it's Sam Morgan was his name. I don't know that might be a fake name, but he said, "You are not only ugly and a wimp; you are a farce and a Benedict Arnold." Wimp. <laughs> I. I thought about you know making that in my Twitter profile or something. Why are you a Benedict Arnold? What what, what did you forsaken? I, assu- I I assume it was something that I'd written that was negative about OU would be my guess. Or that he wrote well, this negative. was uh, this was March of uh, fifteen, so you know probably something to do with Mixon or you know Frank Shannon or something. So God, you gotta love you gotta love being away from the whole Mixon mess. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, I I, uh, I didn't uh, envy you guys having to write about that and the video coming out. And man, I I got to miss all that. We kind of just quit talking about it. Like it just kind of became like our lives were easier, just not even cover it anymore. Well, there was so much that was covered for two yeah. years that it's like, well, we told you all, we told you all this was gonna yeah. happen at some point. So, uh, let's Ugh. yeah. Let, let's let's ask you. I want to ask you a little bit about Georgia. I mean, it's a matchup 
Uh, defensively, they're very good. Roquan Smith, clearly the best linebacker in the country. Um, yeah, you know, I, I th- I've said this many times, Jason. Like the one thing that's different about covering this OU team than any team I probably ever covered, even the 08 team, even going back to 03 and 04, is, and maybe it's because they had better athletes on both sides of the ball then, but to me, OU's offensive line, the way that they've been able, whether it's Ohio State or TCU uh, or even Kansas, who was really good up front, the way that they've been able to kind of neutralize uh, front sevens for other teams you can talk about how they don't play defense or this or that or Baker Mayfield if he gets this or that or he's never seen this or that. Like, I just don't think people understand how good Oklahoma is on the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, they're it's the job that Bill Biedenboe's done. I mean, I, I thought he was very worthy finalist for the Broyles Award uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, he's done an incredible job because – you know, I remember the last year of Patton and, um, oh, my God, I don't even remember. Kittle. Bruce Kittle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot his name. Yeah. I'll never forget. Um, they weren't very good on the offensive line at all that year. So it's, it's pretty amazing what he's done. But, but yeah, I mean, and I, and I think that, you know, I, I've said a bunch since this matchup was announced. I don't think that Georgia has seen an offense like OU's. I mean, uh, you know, Auburn's offensive line is pretty good. I, I would probably think OU's is better. Um, and, and just with the way OU plays, they haven't seen anything like that this year, certainly. Um, they, nothing like Baker Mayfield. Nothing uh, like, like what OU's been able to do, scoring points like they have. But on the other hand, I also think OU probably hasn't seen a defense quite like Georgia's that's, that's that good, that's that dominant. Yeah. I mean, I know Ohio State has had a pretty good defense, but they also got blasted by Iowa so uh, Georgia's Georgia's defense is really really good especially up front so that's going to be a a really interesting matchup to watch I think what on the other side of the ball Jason it just seems like that three-headed monster that they have in the backfield uh, it's going to be imperative that Oklahoma plays well defensively especially tackling what is the biggest what is the biggest I guess characteristic about those are they are they three different backs or what What did you see in the SEC championship game that Georgia was able to do so well against uh, an Auburn defense that seemed to be pretty good going into the game? Yeah, Auburn's defense has been really good all year. I, I And they shut those guys down in, you know, in the game three weeks before. But, um, yeah, no, Nick Chubb and, and Michelle especially, those two guys are both, uh, you know, they're they were in the same recruiting class, I'm pretty sure. They're uh, the same age, and they're just – they're both – they're both – high high quality sec running backs and so um so yeah if you let them uh, get loose i mean they they can do a lot of a lot of dangerous things the, the good thing for for ou or, or any de- uh, defense that's going up against them is you know jake Fromm is still so young as a mm-hmm. freshman quarterback that if you can slow down their running game a little bit and make him you know try to beat you through the air he has a hard time doing that he played pretty well in the sec title game but even then they didn't ask him to do a ton um so I mean I think their their passing offense ranks in the hundreds in the country. So um, they're 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 pretty one dimensional offensively. So um, the running backs are great, but uh, you know I think that if OU can can slow them down a little bit, then they can they can uh, they can do pretty well against them. I've I've long thought that you know since this matchup was 
announced, if OU can stay out of second and three, third and three, third and two, second and two, some things like that, first down is yeah. imperative for them, for Oklahoma, defensively in this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's absolutely right. If if uh, if they if they get into you know second, third, and two, like you said, I mean, they're they're probably going to pick that up. So uh, so first down is definitely imperative. And and again, from from is a really talented quarterback, and he he uh, when he has time, he does pretty good things. He he can make some pretty good throws, but he's so inconsistent and uh, and still so young. I mean, he's a true freshman playing. Uh, Playing in uh, quarterback in the SEC and now in the playoffs, so I mean he's going to be he's he's not going to be as poised as Baker Mayfield, that's for sure. I got to admit, Kersey, uh, I made a crack about Gino Toretta, um, it which prompted me to think of you. Um, so I, if you listen to this podcast back, I apologize for that. Uh, I don't remember. I, I didn't hear it. What? what no, it was, was before it? you came on. Just, just. I was trying. We were trying. I was. Okay. We were kind of debating: Is Baker Mayfield possibly going to be a weird, old-looking man, like Gino Toretta looks uh. terrible? <laughs> uh, uh, like, like, I. Why does Gino Toretta look terrible, Gary? Well, because he just looks old, and he lost all his hair. Okay, there. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> But he called Kersey, you bald, Kersey. No, I did not. I did not do that. But here's the thing, Kersey. Here's my question for you, my last question for you. Do you hate Kirby Smart because he has hair and chooses to get such a poor haircut? Yeah, I mean, I think... He's just wasting that, He's wasting his hair. man that is fortunate enough to have kept their hair in, you know, into their 30s and 40s and... and uh, and screws around with stupid stuff like that, or like Mike Gundy with his mullet. Oh, you're it, not a it fan. It me off. I'll, I'll admit that. You're not a fan huh? of the mullet? No, I think it's ridiculous. So, Do you so feel, yeah. I mean, you no, feel but, like he's... But I, you know, I'm you know, just saying Kirby Smart has a bad hair, haircut. What? He what? Kirby Smart has a bad haircut. It's something with Saban assistants. They all have bad... Jim McElwain had a terrible haircut. Probably don't have time to go to the barbershop. He did. That's an epidemic in the southeast. Bad haircuts are common. Oh, so bad. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. But you know, I did read a uh, uh, an article recently. I can't remember where it was, but it was a study that said that bald men are more confident and attractive uh, to women than people with hair. So, you know, I'm I'm pretty much sticking to that. I don't know if it's true, but I'm sticking with it. Sounds like something off of Breitbart. <laughs> it's Breitbart. Breitbart. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get Kersey to hang up now. I mean, he's just gonna hang up. He's gonna be the first guest to ever just hang up because of you, Eddie. Why? It's a good day. You can't bring up Breitbart to Kersey. I, I would never hang up on you guys. I told him before he called. Before he got that, should be our thing. Like. We're, we'll tell you, like, you know, you're coming on for 15 minutes, but if you're bored, you can just hang up. That should be our thing. <laughs> that would be pretty That'd be pretty interesting to see, you know, how long people, various people last. That, that, that's, that's an interesting thought. Like, you, should, you should do that. Lincoln Riley, like, he'd just leave in the middle of the first question. I think, say, would it just become <laughs> us trying to bore somebody so they'd hang up? I think we're doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, no. Hey, I'm I'm you really. To, oh, go ahead, Curse. I was gonna say, like, you know, you need to. Bob's not doing anything now. You need to get him in there and and see how long it would take him to hang up. Bob has an open invitation anytime he wants to come on this podcast. I just never asked him. It's probably because my house is so messy. I'm afraid he's gonna want to come over. 
We can get him on the phone. I don't know, yeah, because he could he could hang up if it's on the phone. I wonder if he'll be. So, I'm surely he'll be out at the Rose Bowl. The unsponsored hotline. We need if, to get a name for it. If Bob is out at the Rose <laughs> Bowl, the, will you go up and talk to him, Kersey? Sure. Yeah, I would. I don't know if he'd remember me, honestly. I, he seems like the kind of guy who, you know, might, I don't know, either, I either forget you. who I was, forget what my name is, or, or maybe, uh, you know, forget that I left and think that, you know, he saw me three months ago or something. So, I don't know. <laughs> I think that, yeah, that matters more likely. Forget? I think you might pretend to forget. You just kind of That's mess possible. with you, yeah. Not, not like, yeah. Not to be like hateful, but just like it's easier. I don't want to have to try to remember who you are. Like, I don't remember all of it, so I'm just going to pretend I don't remember any of it. Yeah. I, I remember. I could, I could. I remember we took we took George Schroeder out to Orange Bowl practice with us one time, and this was years after he'd been off the beat, and so we were all curious, like, is Bob going to recognize George? And. uh I think somebody by the end they were like, "Hey Bob, did you notice who's here?" And he's like, "Yeah, I, I noticed George. George looking good." I mean, just and it was just, it was typical kind of awkward Bob Stoops, but he did. I, he will he would remember you. If I Bo- feel confident. Yeah, about that. yeah, probably. If Bob's out there, we need to have yeah. a Scoop HD segment. Bob goes to the medical marijuana store with Scoop HD. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I would. I would. Uh, I would love that'd be a great segment. That would be the most be a great awkward. Segment. Carrie, Carrie how's your record collection? Uh, it is your it's, vinyl collection. It really hasn't done a whole lot lately. I've kind of, I don't know. I kind of just, I don't know. I th- I haven't really been into it that much lately. That's a summertime wow. thing for Carrie. Yeah, it's more of a June July kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's about when I was over and saw it that would have been in like may or june right yeah yeah so. definitely i still i bought i bought uh, counting crows uh august and everything after on super audio cd the other day oh great album it is a great album it's just not, not their best though it's Co- just not recovering the satellite they reissued that recently but i bought it for like 90 bucks on ebay already so i didn't need to get it <laughs> dear lord yeah that was one of the first. That was literally one of the first albums I went after, because they only made those in the nineties, and then yeah, there there weren't very many of them out there, so you had to pay top dollar for them. Do you know you can download music? Eddie is the last person that needs to be talking about this. Music, music or movies? Eddie has really no interest in either one. No, because you can download music really? for free. You can watch movies for pretty much free nowadays too. Are you are you are you are you going to go watch Star Wars Friday, Jason? Are you into Star Wars? I'm going. Seem- to, I'm I'm going. Yeah, I'm going tomorrow night. Okay, I'm going Thursday night. I can. I don't think we've yeah. ever had a discussion whether you're a Star Trek guy or not. No, I don't, I've I've never gotten into Star Trek, but I love Star Wars. How's How's Buster doing? How's he liking the moving around? Oh, he's awesome as always. <laughs> he's uh. You know, he's the same crazy little little dog. He loves uh, he loves it here though. All the walking trails and the mountains and stuff. He he really uh, enjoys it. And, which you know, a lot of people are surprised that a little Pomeranian enjoys uh, adventuring like that. But he does. He loves it. Getting to that time of the year, we might have to see uh, Buster in a Packers jersey with I'm Aaron sure Rodgers coming back. I'm sure Buster is fired up about Aaron Rodgers coming back. 
He is. He's he's ready. He's ready. Jason, uh, hey, man, I'm glad you're going to be out there covering it. Looking forward to seeing you uh, out in L.A., spending some yeah. time. I think Eddie's got one more thing. I was just going to ask a blanket question of craziest SEC story you've covered. Was it the Bush Jones stuff over the year or the uh, last month? Well, the Greg Schiano stuff. Okay, yeah, nuts. that's okay. That's when I, you went to Knoxville. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I went to Knoxville. And uh, yeah, they they'd uh, well that was that was insane the way that 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 all blew up um, over something that was so tenuous at best. You know whether you know the, his connection to Sandusky is is not, not confirmed and very 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 tenuous. So uh, the way that that blew up was crazy. And then you know one of my favorite things I've seen um, so far was last last season uh, after Alabama beat Arkansas really bad when a, an agriculture professor at the University of Arkansas ran down and screamed obscenities at Brett Bielema <laughs> and got arrested. Wow. Um, and, Ag uh, professor. And, and so I was curious about who that guy was, so I like kept checking the, the arrest or the sheriff website or whatever, the jail website, and yeah, I found him, and, and it turned out he was an agriculture professor at the school. So, so awesome. That was pretty wild. God, those people. I can't and wait to see him. he still works there. He didn't even get fired. Wow. I'm guessing that Chad Morris will be dropping by the agricultural building just to make sure they're yeah. all on good terms. He said, am I allowed to cuss on this podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah. Encouraged. Yeah, okay, he said, uh, yeah, he screamed at him that if uh, if I was as bad at my job as you are at yours, I'd be f***ing fired, f*** you. <laughs> and that's that's when the cops, that's when the cops hauled him, or stopped him and then arrested him for public intox. That's and we were all standing there. Like all the media was standing there as it happened. That's so it was amazing. This has to be the first podcast that Eddie Radosovich was not the first person to drop an F bomb. Yeah, usually it's me that That's the first guest cuss. I'm pretty that, sure. No, that's the first guest F bomb. Yeah. Yep. Mm. I, of course it was know, a quote. I, it was if, if, if I'd have known that was, it was a direct allowed, quote. I done it a lot earlier. Well sometimes you gotta pop the cherry and it's all right. Jason, so, you know what we're yeah. learning here, guys. Jason Kersey isn't a weekly listener to the pod, and that's a little hurtful. Oh, it's fine. It's probably not even. I'm sorry. Probably can't even download it in SEC country. <laughs> it's I was thinking to say, I don't know that you all can hang out in Los Angeles. Like Kersey may be off limits. He he can't, you know, go around the Big Twelve area. He may be sullied. Jason, I feel like I'd be yeah. remiss if we didn't allow you to send a shout out to Ben before you left. Oh, Ben, I, I hope you're having a wonderful holiday season. Got all your Christmas shopping done and you know, you're 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 uh I and I hope uh I hope it's not too cold up there in Iowa. Um one last thing I gotta ask Josh. Josh, now that Noble made it to the semifinals, are you gonna <laughs> start pumping up some of our guys a little bit in the recruiting rankings? Because, I mean, come on, ten and two you semifinals, know, we don't we deserve it? Percy, I don't know that I've had a chance to talk to you, but Eddie and I went down there. Was that last spring, Eddie? Yeah, it was. Well, it was Actually, this this past spring. No, was it? No, it was. It was two years ago, Eddie. Because you remember what happened when we left Noble? Oh that yeah, was when the news it was, broke of Art Bryles getting fired. It, that was the exact day. You're correct. And we had been down there. And Jason, have you been down there lately? To, to Noble? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been my my parents still live there, so yeah, the, I've uh, I've been in the stadium. What's incredible? It's beautiful what they've done there. That really, that's a really they're moving in the right direction. I mean, they're 
it's one of those things where they're starting to win. They'll have some guys show up. I really liked the Robinson Moore kid last year. I was surprised he didn't get more attention for Noble. But, you know, because of you, yeah, I mean, sure, a guy that I might like is a four-star. He's going to be a three-star. But, you know, that's as far as I can let it go. I mean, I do have to have some level of professionalism. Shit hits the fan when yeah, I go to no. Noble Stadium. It's either going to watch Dalton Wood play or oh, leaving yeah. to see to find uh, out that Orb Riles has been fired by Baylor. Those are the last two things that have happened when I've left that stadium. God, I'd love that. That's what I was going to say, Eddie. I remembered seeing you at that Dalton Wood game. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, when McAllister and Noble played. Yep. And, I, and honestly, I was trying to remember what that guy's name was. I couldn't remember. I knew Dalton something. I couldn't remember what his last name was. You Dalton said Wood. Yeah. We're, hit, we're, hitting all the, we're hitting all the... The scandals? The, yeah, the scandals today. We've talked about Bryce Youngquist. We've now talked about Dalton Wood, so... Only a couple more to go. Yeah. Has OU ever signed a more lumberjack-looking football player than Dalton Wood? Like, he looks like he should be going in the great Northwest, like, chop, like have an axe on his shoulder. I mean, Aaron Rutkowski transformed into that. Maybe. He could be building houses in Pennsylvania on an Amish farm. <laughs> oh, and he's going to be on uh, Amish Mafia? Yeah. With, uh, with Joe or whatever? That show doesn't still go, does it? I don't know. I don't think so. That had to be all fake. I don't know. We're really ending it with a bang here. All right, Jason, we, we took way more of your time than we told you we would, but we really appreciate it, and uh, we look forward to seeing you out in L.A., man. All right, I'm looking forward to it, too. See you guys. All right, that's Jason Kersey from The Athletic, uh, athletic.com slash all-american. So appreciate him uh, joining the pod. It's a it's a good – they got a bunch of really good writers over there at The Athletic. Yeah. I, I enjoy the work that they put out. Support so free, subscriber free, sites, people. Yeah, a free, uh, a free plug for the athletic. By the way, I want to send a shout out to everybody out there listening, because uh, our subscription numbers have just been bonkers lately. I know we've had some good promotions. Uh, good season certainly helps, but uh, sites growing as much as it ever has, and uh, really appreciate all you guys that have signed up. Uh, maybe you just listened to the podcast and said, "I want to give it a shot." Uh, but yeah, I mean, we mentioned. We are heading out to L.A. We'll get out there a little bit before the team. Uh, So full coverage coming from us for the Rose Bowl. Uh, If they make it to uh, Atlanta, we'll have full coverage from there. Uh, Of course, National Signing Day coming up early on the 20th and maybe something we should touch on here uh, with Josh. But uh, I know Bob Presbillo has been working hard behind the scenes uh, and and kind of trying to confirm everything. But, Josh, it sounds like Oh, you might almost have every single commit that they've got signing on the twentieth. It is starting to look a lot like that. I mean, there and there is uh, some positive news as far as early enrollees. I mean, it as far as what OU has in hand, it looks really good right now, and I think that's going to help. And I, I think Oklahoma's done a good job of telling these guys who have been very much about the class, and a lot of these guys committed have helped recruit other players. You know, and There's a lot of relationships that I'm even still kind of learning about now. A, a good example is um, uh, Brian Asamoah developing a, developing a friendship with uh, Abdul Malik McLean, the yeah. defensive end from Los Angeles. So there are some interesting kind of interworking things there. And I think OU's done a great job selling these guys on if you will, you know, if you sign early, we can spend our time, you know, we don't have to, it's not that we're not going to come visit you, but we don't have to worry about you, you know, falling in love with XYZ school. 
We know you're in, so we can focus on these five or six or other guys to make your class one of the best in the country and to give us a better chance three years from now to go win a national championship. And I think these guys have bought into that to a large degree. It's and really it, smart. Of yeah. course it helps you know, to have a, a, a big group of early enrollment guys like Jaqueline Crawford and Jalen Redmond. and all. You know, there, there's a lot of them. And like I said, I think there's even going to be one that may surprise some people. So there is a lot of um, good momentum within the class. And like you said, I think if there are any outliers, I it's going to be one or two. The one that surprised me, and he tweeted it out today, was Jalen Robinson, who had been adamant with me a couple of weeks ago that he was going to wait, he was going to sign in February, and was not going to do it in the early period. And they've turned him around on that, and he'll sign. Uh, he, Like I said, he tweeted out an announcement uh, early, I guess kind of late this morning on Wednesday that he was going to sign on December 20th. So Oklahoma is locking down just about every guy. And I know Bob, I believe he's confirmed 17, and he's it's, the other three are just guys he hasn't heard back from yet. It's not so much that they're not going to do it. He just doesn't have a definitive answer yet. Is that OU almost giving him an ultimatum and saying, you either sign now or we're moving on? Or, I mean, I, I would love to know those conversations between – coach and player and why there has been such a I guess sudden shift or maybe better put a push to get everybody signed on December 20th I think they've done it maybe in years past you would have seen OU kind of make a move like that and I think it would have ended up hurting them Mm -hmm. because when you start pressuring kids like that and I mean especially kids at OU's level that have tons of other great options and coaches they like and those kind of things, that can backfire real fast, especially when these guys can talk to each other and, you know, are they pushing you like that? No, they just did it to me. Oh, okay, well, what does that say? So it ends up becoming pretty negative pretty fast. What I do think OU has done is a good job of talking to the guys that they knew they had in the boat. You know, they kind of started with the early enrollment guys like TJ Pledger. I mentioned Jalen Redmond, some of those guys. And and Pat Fields obviously being one of OU's key recruiters, him being another one where they let those guys do a lot of that work for them. Hey, man, come on, get in the boat with us. That way we know what we've got. You, you can lock up your spot, all these, you know, these kind of things. And they let a lot of that happen. And a lot of these guys just talk it out amongst themselves. And really, I mean, a lot. I, I understand why some kids in certain situations would have trepidation about it. With Oklahoma, what's your big concern? Lincoln Riley's not going anywhere. Mike Stoops doesn't look like he's going anywhere. I mean, I, well, I mean, what, what's the case? I mean, maybe maybe one coach you could say we'll see what happens, but it's not like Oklahoma's looking at some mass exodus of their coaching staff or any changes that you can't foresee. Plus, Oklahoma's going to the playoff is you know got the Heisman Trophy winner that is undoubtedly the face of college football right now. So th- there is just a lot of momentum for Oklahoma, and they're doing a great job taking advantage of it. Now it's more about these final few pieces that I've referenced, getting those guys on board because it's just they've got a few spots left at key positions. If you can nail those down, this class is a massive success for Oklahoma. So it's it's, it's almost a product of, like, there's only three or four teams in, in the country that get to almost swing the big dick around. And Oklahoma, going to a playoff, they get to do that, right? I mean, oh, of that- course. I mean, that's... That's the way that is, you know, and that goes back people that kind of think, you know, and don't get me wrong. Oklahoma will get more bounce in 2019 and 2020 out of this playoff run than they will in 2018. 
But for the guys that they have on board and that are in with them and those kind of things, this is a huge deal. I mean, you, oh, you want to go play at some other school that just made a coaching change or some school that went 7-5 and five last year? Okay, that's fine. You think we can't find another you know, receiver to catch passes uh, in, in this offense or a running back that wants to be the next Joe Mixon or uh, Rodney Anderson or whatever the case may be? That's easy to sell. That, that's not a big deal. The interesting part is how it gets tricky defensively. And that's, I mean, you look at what Oklahoma has left, it's almost unanimously on the defensive side of the ball. And that's just because Oklahoma, for all the strengths they have offensively, they have to fight stigmas defensively. Well, you know, they don't have this or they don't have that. So Oklahoma has to be careful of how hard we push. Look what our team is doing against, you know, where is your defense right now? So that that's where it, it kind of becomes a moving stick. But especially on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, there's really not a bullet that Oklahoma can't fire. Uh, here's the thing, like in early signing day coming up on the 20th, I know you're getting you're getting some kind of doomsday people. I think like Greg McElroy came up with a really weird kind of obvious take, which was, you know, coaches are going to get fired after this signing day. That happens every. I think Josh, you even responded. Heather to it. Denich must have tipped like, him off. Oh, stop it. Uh, she wasn't. It wasn't the playoff committee's decision, so she had nothing to say. Uh, but, I mean, the thing about it is, is it's also going to be, there's going to be some surprises. I mean, there's, there's, you wrote a huge notes package. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Uh, Josh kind of put up a mini scoop today on the Crimson Corner uh, under Wednesday notes. Uh, and I, I don't, not asking you to give everything away, Josh, but, I mean, a guy like Deshaun White, I mean, that, you could legitimately have a signing day surprise like you're used to waiting for until the first Wednesday in February or whatever it is, second Wednesday, whatever. Uh, I mean, there's going to be some of those going on, and Oklahoma's going to be involved there. Oh, sure. I mean, you know, you look at guys, uh, there are two of Oklahoma's key guys are very seriously throwing around the idea of signing on December 20th that are both committed elsewhere right now, but I think Oklahoma's right there, you know, as good a possibility for both those two guys as anybody, and they're both at linebacker with, here we go, Ayadeli Adoye. That sounds that, good. That, that was passable. That, that was reasonable. Uh, and Deshaun White. Uh, Adoye is the uh, Rivals 250 linebacker from IMG, a guy that uh, Oklahoma actually will be in home with tonight uh, with Tim Kish and Lincoln Riley. Um for those that don't know, at a place like IMG where the kids go to school but don't actually live, you know, obviously don't live with their family, these kids, uh, a day, a, God, I'm all over the map with that, is a kid from St. Louis. And from what I understand, Lincoln Riley actually went in and saw his family this morning, and he and Tim Kish are going to go see uh, Delhi himself tonight and do that home in home. That's kind of how that works at schools like these where obviously – a player and his parents can't be together. The NCAA allows Oklahoma to basically do two in-home visits, and not just Oklahoma. Obviously, that applies to every school. But they allow basically two in-homes. So Lincoln Riley will get to sit down with his family this morning, which I'm pretty sure has already happened. He will fly to Florida and then have the in-home tonight with Tim Kish, and then tomorrow they will go in-home with Deshaun White. So Oklahoma has a big chance, and um, – Delhi is absolutely a midterm guy. He will he he is expected to sign with either Texas where he is committed or Oklahoma next Wednesday, a week from today. 
Deshaun White told me last night he will be announcing next week, but I don't know if he's going to sign. I don't know if he's made that decision for himself, but I think he's finally going to put it to an end, whether it's going to be A&M, UT, or Oklahoma, which I think the odds are either A&M or Oklahoma, and I I, I think it's it's – it's just going to be interesting what plays out with him because I my feeling is that he is big on Oklahoma and is having to convince some of his family. Meanwhile, with Delhi, I get the impression OU is really big in his mom's eyes and it, they're having to continue to work on him to get him fully on board after he kind of fell in love with Texas early in the process. Is Adoye, is he a guy that... that- are they selling him on being like an Okoronkwo type guy, or is he is he really more of a, a Caleb Kelly type guy? Yeah, I, I see him playing more of a traditional linebacker role. I think he'll play inside, um, be kind of a either a Will or a Mike. I think Mike is probably the most obvious, but obviously with Kenneth Murray there, that makes everything interesting. So, you know, and obviously we can get into that in the spring where where they're going to move people around, if Murray stays at Mike, whatever. It's very interesting to kind of try to guess what they're telling him because I see a day, a, 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 I see Delhi as a <laughs> as a pure Mike, um, and like I said with Murray there, I wonder if they've kind of hinted, hey, we're going to give you know Kenneth a look at Will, where I think he's probably a little more natural, um, or you know some things like that. So we'll we'll kind of have to see how that plays out, but I definitely think he is more of a pure. Uh, linebacker, where a guy like Jalen Redmond, I think, is kind of seen as maybe that um, kind of oboe guy that they can either you know put his hand down, they can stand him up, they can do a lot of different stuff with him. Now, you know, one one guy that I think has been interesting because it's been so back and forth is I think probably a month ago if we'd asked you would Ronnie Perkins sign early, you'd say no way, but he goes on an official to Missouri. Uh, I've seen him tweeting and tweeting and tweeting about OU so much the last couple of days. Uh, is that a guy now that, you know, I know his coach was against it, very against it. What's what's happened there with him? I, you know, I don't want to give away too much um, because it's stuff that we're still kind of, uh, I guess you'd say, unearthing and kind of figuring out. But there is now a, th- that chance at least exists. And I, I like you said, even... God, 48 hours ago, I would have told you, no way, Ronnie's not signing. He'll show up. You know, he'll sign in February. He'll show up next summer. I'm not sure either of those are the case right now. So we'll we'll have to see how that kind of plays out. But uh, there is a chance that Oklahoma could get some great news with Ronnie Perkins going forward. And you know, you if if they can find a way to make that work with he and Jalen Redmond and and you know some of the other early enrollment guys. If they can bring that all together, that's that's a huge coup for Oklahoma. Uh, anything else uh, th- just to keep an eye on that uh, we're tracking with recruiting in regards to, I mean, I know Bob is continuing to track uh, down exactly who's going to sign, uh, and you know, we'll have that information. As you said, we got a bunch of stuff coming on the website. Of course, the 20th is the first day that uh, players can sign. That goes to the 22nd. So all these coaches will be off the road uh, the 16th will be the last day they can be on the road, and then the, the quiet period starts. So that would be, what, Sunday? Yep, it'll be Sunday Sunday morning at midnight, basically, is the way that works. So, um, no, it's just a few kind of nit- little bits and notes. And like you mentioned, that Wednesday notes thread, there's a lot more depth on some of these topics. 
Um, Adrian Jackson, a Rivals 250 linebacker from Denver Mullen. Oklahoma actually went in and saw him earlier this week. Uh, I'm told the expectation is he's going to stay with his longtime Oregon commitment. OU kind of thought maybe they could turn something around. Maybe they could get something going. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to end up sticking with Oregon, and Oklahoma probably is just going to move in a different direction. Uh, speaking of that, I've heard the same of Merlin Robertson, the longtime OU offer and target at linebacker from uh, Sarah in uh, Los Angeles, which is kind of crazy because we've been waiting for years for Oklahoma to actually land a Sarah guy. And then when it finally kind of looked like it was going to happen, I think OU is actually the one that's going to pull the plug. So it's kind of funny to, how those things come around. Um, the last thing, it, I and I'm almost tempted not to mention it because I have been so adamant that I don't think this guy is a realistic option. Trey Brown continues to talk with Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley, like he is doing with Deshaun White, you know, they live in a similar area. Uh, Lincoln Riley will go in home with Trey Brown and his family tomorrow night, along with Calvin Thibodeau, uh, possibly Ruffin McNeil as well, because I know uh, I heard a lot that his family really liked Ruffin when he came in with Calvin. So um, I think he may be part of that, maybe a three-man in-home visit. And the longtime A&M commitment, you know, a lot's happened there. I, I Again, he's another one of these guys I keep hearing that his mother is really big on Oklahoma. She likes the proximity to home. I think there is some lack of familiarity with Jimbo Fisher and just not uh, – I, I don't know if there's the same connection with between her and some of OU staff as there was between her and um, someone in that group when they were at A&M. So we'll kind of have to see what happens there. I'm still very much betting that Trey Brown ends up with A&M. But Oklahoma's going to go in, give it one last shot. And if that doesn't work out, I wouldn't be shocked to see a new offer go out uh, in the state of Texas uh, on Friday. So just kind of keep an eye on that. You know, We'll have to see how that plays out. But I think there are definitely some uh, – there's a couple of interesting possibilities I think we'll talk about a little bit in Scoop and kind of cover that on Friday. But there is – there is definitely still a lot happening along the defensive front for Oklahoma. So definitely a possibility of maybe a Tyrese Lott again this year is maybe what you're hinting at. I, I th a think so. Ty Tyrese Lott S. It's uh, uh, you know when I I've mentioned him. What's that? Oh, just Tyrese Lott esque as far as just getting in on Sunday yeah, late. Sure, sure, and kind of. In some similar ways, like they'll be recruiting against possibly some similar guys. Like I, the guy that I'm thinking of, TCU is involved with and probably is the leader. And that's kind of who OU, you know, obviously Lot was committed to TCU, flipped to Oklahoma. And, you know, uh, this guy is, he, he's very, very interesting. And we, I've talked about him a little bit on the board and some kind of in our chat last night, but he's, he's a guy to watch at a major program in Texas. Um, and then, like I said, there's another one that's just come up today that I think could still kind of maintain a level of interest. I want to check on him a little bit more before I go too much into it. But, yeah, like I said, I think Oklahoma's going to go see. They're going to take the temperature on, you know, whether you want to call him Bobby Brown, Trey Brown, whatever. They're going to go in, see where that's at. And then if they don't feel good about it, I think you'll know pretty quickly on Friday because I think you could see some things happen uh, with maybe a new offer or two. And see, here's how I view it. I mean, everybody's got their take on, well, what's the early signing day going to be? Here's what I could really see happening is like, like with Oklahoma, they're going to get close to 20 people signed with them in the early period. Uh, all the big schools are going to have pretty, I would imagine they'll have pretty big numbers for signing day uh, because they've got their guys. 
what I could really see happen is unprecedented poaching going on from here on out. Like, OU's going to have time on their hands. They're not going to need to waste a bunch of time with 20 kids. Why not go see if you can steal somebody from USC or Ohio State or just, just screw around? I mean... Or shoot your shot. And Oklahoma won't be the only team doing that. Put the full court oh, no. press on Josh Proctor for two months. Is he February. definitely oh. not signing Josh Proctor? Yes. Now, it, unless Josh has changed plans a lot in the last week, he, he was fairly adamant he was going to sign in February. Because, I mean, he's not a midterm guy. I, I think for Josh, there's still questions. I mean, obviously... The Shiano thing, not not from the Tennessee chaos, but just obviously that guy's nearing taking a job. I know he's had a big role in Josh's recruitment, so that there's a lot there. And obviously, you know, Oklahoma graduates its two starting safeties and doesn't have a clear heir apparent to either one of them. So there's a lot to sell there. Meanwhile, Ohio State is just rolling out defensive backs right now, and you've still got guys like Jeff Akuda there, Tyreek Johnson's a, a five-star that just committed to him recently. Uh, I think he may, they may see him as a corner more than a safety. But, I mean, there's uh, Jaden Woodby. I mean, you know, you go down the list. There are a lot of things that Oklahoma can say, hey, look, man, you, if you want to play early, we're, we're a much better option for you. Now, so, Woodby's definitely you know. signing, right? Yes, Wood, and Woodby's a midterm guy. So he has said what was interesting about Jaden is – and, and actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that door has closed based on something I heard, and I didn't connect the dots until we were literally sitting here having this conversation. But what is interesting is he did say, I can't wait to sign on December 20th, and didn't specify, you know, most of the guys like, Where oh, go Bucks, with, or, yeah. you know, whatever school they may be committed to. He left it very open-ended, and I think a lot of people read into that. My understanding is he will not be on campus this weekend, and if that's the case then he never, ever came to Norman in spite of probably five different times telling Oklahoma he would be there. So if he's not going to be there this weekend, obviously he's not going to sign with OU. So I think that would close that book. But, um, again, if if that's the case, then, again, Oklahoma can turn that full-court pressure towards Proctor. And, and in January has the advantage of, Oh, yeah, your good buddy Pat Fields, he's not just an OU commitment. He's a player. He's now on campus, and he can tell you all about it. Why don't you come down and hang out with him? What's so. interesting with Woodby is uh, you know, the story that Adam Gordon ran today talking about getting offered by Florida State. I just don't understand how even if they were just going to slow play him, how you don't offer a guy like that already. And, and maybe that's more staff, about And then Jimbo. they can come in and say, I mean, a whole new staff, they can just come in and say, well, we would have offered you if we were yeah. here. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's just weird to me, though, that even Jimbo Fisher's staff wouldn't have offered him. There, well, there are again, old, the things that are that are weird to me is when a kid's committed to Ohio State or Oklahoma or USC or you know one of the really blue blood programs, and then they're like, "I got an offer today from Iowa State," and you're like, "Well, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's real cool and that's nice that you got that offer." But why would Iowa State even bother? About two years like, too late. It's almost like they forgot. Like, yeah. oh, shit, we've, this, this has been our, in our inbox for two years. We need to send that to them. Guys, we see this in Oklahoma all the time. Like, a kid will get an OU and OSU offer or one or the other, whatever. And then, they're, like, two days later, Tulsa offered me today. Tulsa, do you think you have a prayer? Like, why even, like, to me, you're just throwing out that offer to say you did. 
And I'd rather make my offers more important than just blanket offering everybody. It's kind of like uh, if you're married and you're just shouting out that how many people swiped right on Tinder. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I do that, but that is weird to do, <laughs> for sure. We got some voicemails. We got a few. We have another Bob Stoops impersonator. I'll let you guys. Eddie's shaking his head like, don't bother. They're just not funny. That's kind of mean. Um, okay, here's... No, it's, not, it's not mean to tell people that they're not funny. Well, let, will you hear him first? Will you just listen first? I mean, I'm going to have to, but I'm going to tell you it's not very good. Okay, well, here's uh, another try at being Bob Stoops. Yeah, hey, uh, this is uh, Bob Stoops, uh, former University of Oklahoma football coach. I'm uh, I'm calling to uh, publicly wish my brother, uh, Mike, a, uh, a happy birthday today on his uh, 59th or birthday or so, something. Uh, I'm reminded of the time when... Uh, we took that uh, recruiting visit uh, somewhere down in uh, South Georgia. Uh, we ran into that bar, and uh, we ran into Bill Cosby, and I think it was uh, Pee Wee Herman. Anyways, uh, if you guys get a chance, just ask Mike about that about that time. I'm pretty sure it involves a stripper pole and uh, some type of uh, fork or pitchfork or something. Anyways, that's a story for Mike to tell. I'm not going to burst this bubble, but uh, you guys, I really appreciate what you do uh, for the university and for Sooner Scoop, and uh, I'd just like to say that uh, we're going to keep it rolling against the Bulldogs down at Georgia. Um, Kirby Smart, he's he looks to be about five foot seven. Personally, I've never met him, but I don't think he's ready for the physicality of uh, Big 12 Lincoln Riley football, but anyways... It, that's for that's that's neither here nor there. But uh, appreciate appreciate what you guys do. Okay, Bob Stoops, former co- former coach, University of Oklahoma football. Thanks. Not terrible. No, not terrible. Not terrible. I, I, people definitely have the vernacular in what Bob would talk about. That's down to a T. It's just the execution, and it is Mike Stoops' fifty sixth birthday. So happy birthday, Mike Stoops. Who who maybe it's kind of like one of those things like where old guys want to shoot their age, maybe he just wanted his defense to be ranked the same number as his age this year. Does that make sense? Possibly. No. <laughs> maybe that was just like a little game. I think playing. it was 57th, wasn't he? He's 56. He, they played too well. I mean, well. their total defense, I think they're 57th. I looked it up the other day. I wrote a story about it. He, By the way, Auburn, or, uh, Clemson, must, Georgia, and Alabama, all in the top ten total defense. So, guys, I was going to – like, we had the conversation about Bob and Lincoln, and, you know, I think that was a couple of weeks ago. What is the what is the Stoops phrase that, like, that's the one you pin to him? For me, it's it's in a good way. Like, that's – because he's the only person I've ever heard say that. Oh, and I, I think that's what I always associate with yeah, him if I do a Bob in a, impression. In a good way or certainly, I think, have to be up there. He kind of stopped with the certainties, though. I think everybody, because I, I think, think after they made everybody hats, caught on, they made hats and stuff of it. I think he kind of stopped doing that. But yeah, in a good way. Um, again, he does uh, again. He does that a lot. <laughs> after he yeah. just wouldn't have to answer something for like the thirtieth time. He would. It's do always it, missing though. the A. He would do it in his opening statement, though. <laughs> 
He doesn't have the uh, I from Saban. Like Saban's definitely yeah. has the I, isn't it? Yeah. So there you go. Let's go to the next one now. This is from Jordan Tulsa. He's tried several times. This is a this is more of a this isn't a fire take. This is just a thoughtful take. Uh, but I I've gone over Jordan a couple times and not played his stuff, so I thought this one was pretty decent. So here's Jordan. Hey guys, it's Jordan from Tulsa. Just want I know it's a couple weeks late, I guess, because you already talked about it, but uh, just wanted to give my thoughts on the playoff really quick and Baker's Heisman. Um, there was all this talk about, hey, let's go to an 18 playoff because either Ohio State or Bama is going to get left out. There's no talk about going to a three-team playoff because there were only three deserving teams. So let's just let Georgia, OU, and Clemson just play around, Rob, and by the end, you'll have one true champion. Crap. Big 12. Thanks, Bob Bowlesby. Oh, I guess there's no answer. Um, and on Baker's Heisman, I obviously it was a foregone conclusion he was going to win. And once again, they made him to seem like the biggest criminal in the history of the world by asking if he's learned from his giant atrocities towards mankind. I hope, really hope Baker learned his lesson because he's just an awful human being. Um, ESPN made that pretty clear. Uh, also, Joey Galloway and Greg McElroy are idiots. Thanks. Bye. Uh, I like this take on Baker and ESPN. I, di- I didn't think they, I mean, yeah, I guess it wasn't really necessary to kind of, I they they just replayed the E sixty thing that they did on him. It's kind of weak. Uh, they did yeah they didn't really do a whole new feature. It was just like well we got enough stuff in the can. Let's like, just run that. We already got we already got a good story from Rinaldi, so we'll just throw it in there. I think it was Chris Lowe maybe that did it. Yeah, it was Chris Lowe. Yeah, and it was right after the Arkansas thing. But it was kind of strange. To I, they ran that. it at the Ohio State game, didn't they? Is that the first time that they ran it? Maybe during that week. No, I think they did it during the it summer. Later? They did it during the summer. It was during the summer. It was before the season because Bob, he was still the head coach when they did it. I can't. I just can't remember. Because remember that happened back in the spring. Yeah. Oh, and I, they, I remember. And I think they. I think they had to recut some of it with Lincoln as the head coach. That was. Ugh. I pray for him every night. I pray that he's healed. That Baker has. Yeah. That people don't have to be offended by his sins. And especially the incident of wearing the Texas Tech shirt. Ugh, just such a bad the look. The incident, yeah. They called that an still, incident. I still don't understand how that's an incident. Uh, yeah. like, do that you think, one and the flag planning are awful. Like, I don't understand why those matter. I, that's, I, just a, that's just a guy having fun. Oh, yeah. And I, I think it's also one of those deals, too, is like, if it was so... Like bad and out of control, like ESPN tried to make it, and as some people have tried to make the flag planning, why did they put it on a commercial every every other commercial? Oh yeah, it was on every commercial. Even they their social team had been. Remember they did the thing where he plants a flag and like there's an explosion. Like yeah, the ESPN yeah. official Twitter account was tweeting that stuff out. Well, that's just like when they were the McElroy and the I, I don't remember who the other guy Pash maybe Dave were talking Pash. about. Yeah. You know, oh, this is just awful from Baker. Okay, we're going to spot screen that so that we can continue to watch him cuss and grope himself. But this is deplorable, and we really hope it doesn't offend you at home. Like, if it bothers you that much, stop showing it. Oh, well, they even showed the the crotch grab during his Heisman ceremony. I thought that was unedited. No, like with the edits, which makes it so much worse. Yeah. (laughs) Like, editing his mouth and editing his crotch. Not to mention, it happened like. 
three other times with the Louisville guy jerking off on the field. Oh, yeah. That was and then bad. the the South Florida guy did the same cock, thing. He yeah. cock saluted the crowd. Yeah. I did mean, they, just, did they show Lamar Jackson brawling? No, they didn't. No, they should have. And that was the whole thing. It was like, got his ass I, saw, beat. I saw all these guys from Louisville, like, <laughs> ripping on Baker Mayfield and how Lamar Jackson should win it again. And because he's not a, he's not a, you know, a jerk and all that. I was like, your guy just started a brawl on the field. Like, Lamar your Jackson. Your athletic department cheated for years. Like, you, if you, well, if you were a, yeah, if you're a Louisville fan, you can't say anything. You, you literally have being, are being investigated by the FBI, and you have a head coach of a football program that probably taught Hugh Freeze how to get hookers. By the way, uh, let me play this voicemail real quick while we're in the middle of being triggered. Yeah, this message goes out to Kyrie, Josh, and most of all, Eddie Rado, Radosavic. I'm getting triggered by all the times that you guys get triggered. Y'all just need to calm the f*** down and talk some crudin. That was like right after that guy probably called and threatened to bomb a federal building. Uh, his Yeah, that voice is a little scary. I don't know that we have to do that again. Just like he, was, that's... he was on a roll, and we just happened to be the number that he called. Him has killed people. <laughs> well, we're the ones that got him triggered. That's fine. We haven't been too triggered this year. or this. He uh, may be literally triggered. This, this podcast. Well... I guess no, yeah. But I, look, it, I, I didn't. Say I'll say this: they showed all that stuff, but I never really thought. I mean, like when when Baker gave his acceptance speech and stuff, and it was so heartfelt, and you could tell that he almost even broke down when he said thank you to Bob for I, bringing Lincoln Riley. I would have lost money. I, I thought he was going to cry there, and I would have bet that there were about to be some tears, but but you didn't. He no, he didn't. He didn't cry. So you did lose money? No, I would have. I would have bet that he was going. Oh, to. okay. I worry about you and your betting sometimes, Eddie. I'm not gonna lie. Lock the thunder tonight. <laughs> no, no. At Indianapolis, never lock the thunder. Lock the thunder. Put your kids' college education on it. It's free money tonight. <laughs> oh no. I would not. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put. I'm trying to think of something that I could live with. I wouldn't put my fax machine, my landline phone bill on the line for the Thunder. Oh, I'd do it tonight. Tonight's the night. They're turning it all around. So you're not firing Billy Donovan. Rehired him this morning. Okay. Uh, <laughs> everyone's favorite firecracker farts has, yes. left us, has left us an email. It's a long one, but it's actually not, not, too, it's not too bad. Here we go. Hey, good buddies. This is your old boy, Firecracker Farts. Uh, just calling in again. Come on. Uh, well, I'm happy about the playoff situation. And, you know, I hear a lot of these sports guys, you know, I'm traveling all around the daggone country. And uh, one of these damn things that really gets on my nerves is all this, you know, Bama shouldn't have got in. And, and maybe it should have been Ohio State, or maybe it should have been TCU, or S well, hell, USC, shit. I forget sometimes, and still plate in the skull, Vietnam. Uh, but anyway, what I'm trying to say is, like, they got it right, man. I mean, it's not about the deserving teams. It's about the damn best teams. But what I love is all the SEC hate. 
And we hear it every year about the Big 12 and their damn defense. Shit. I tell you what. I tell you, every, all you got to do is spread them out, make them defend 50 yards across, and make them defend 40 yards deep. And then you go tempo, and then you go hurry. Just tempo, tempo, tempo. And you wear them big bruising sons of bitches out, come back. And now when that happens, and they start putting the youngins in, or the kids that just ain't that good, that's when you start taking your shots with the run game, come on. And I'm telling you, we see it all the time. I mean, look at the bowl games last year, the Big 12, lowest points per game. Look at, uh, by God, the uh, what we've done. Our, we're 4-0. We've got a four-game streak with the SEC, and that's what we're doing. We're making them cover the field. They're not worried about the tackle box. I mean, we loosen them up, and then we hit them with that counter and that damn handoff and that RPO. And old Bake, man, that little booger, he can run. He got a little. He he just looked like a mad dog with a little feet just going on that big run he had with TCU come back. And uh, and all that, you know, I really love this podcast. And you know, I'm usually listening to Alex Jones and. Uh, I love conspiracies and stuff, and I don't think ESPN has some conspiracy trying to put Bama in. By God, I mean, it's out of freaking Bama, and no matter if they say there ain't no eye test, you look at those dudes, they're thoroughbred. They got the best damn athletes in the country, and, you know, I mean, hell, if old Dwayne Haskins would have started for Urban instead of a doped-up six days after a surgery T.J. Barrett, and they would have beat Wisconsin by 30, maybe. Then maybe they could have got in. But, I mean, with all the one-loss teams, you're not going to keep a one-loss Alabama out because, well, just Nick Saban. Shit. Anyhow, sorry for the narrative. I know you like to keep them short. T4, come back. <laughs> I, I want to think that he's calling in from, like, a payphone that is outside of a really, really smoky, like, bar with – Three people inside. He's like, I gotta. He's at a truck stop. I gotta run back. Yeah, calling on the he's payphone. Flying, the Jay. Yeah, or loves loading up his meth pipe. Oh, with one there hand we go. The... Loves. Why do you gotta? Why do you gotta go to the meth pipe all the time? Uh, because I is it just... known that that long haul truckers do a lot of meth or something? I yeah, that's basically what my assumption is. That's your assumption, though. That you don't know that some type of meth. <laughs> yeah, it's known. Some type, an, some type of amphetamine, I think. Is... I believe that he is a real trucker more than I believe your theory on meth and truckers. Maybe we'll have him on someday. I still am not comfortable with bodily functions being part of your nickname. It's a little weird. It's a little weird, but we can. We can fight I, I don't want to ride cross country with somebody named Firecracker Farts. I'll tell you that. Are, are you guys still of the belief that that is not a stick, that that is him for real? No, you can't tell me otherwise. I, uh, I kind of think it's a stick. I like it. I think it's really well done, but I think it's a stick. F*** you. It's not a stick. <laughs> <laughs> that is three F-bombs for the podcast. And still zero for me. Yeah, Doing well. That's an upset. Eddie pitching a shutout. That's I've been be I've been humbled by my uh, my tooth. I. You think maybe karma? Yeah, I'm, I don't know if that was necessarily karma because there's nothing that I could have done to prevent it. I guess that is that karma. I guess it is. 
Is there mm-hmm. Eddie? Has there been anything that's you're like, well, I can't eat that like I used to? Like, no. is there anything that's it's like difficult? You drink coffee, or well, you drink iced coffee? You don't really drink coffee, do you? I'll drink coffee every. I'll drink coffee. Actually, I do drink coffee this time of the year because like it's beer, alcohol won't, doesn't hurt or anything. No, it, I mean my tooth doesn't hurt at all. It's not like it, there's not like a nerve exposed. No, I don't think so. So we'll have you tried to open an Addy with it? I don't open anything with my teeth. <laughs> so you haven't weakened them by doing stupid things. No, I well, I think chewing on straws is probably the Is that like your pick your tick? Yeah, that's probably my ultimate vice. I would think that that would make your teeth stronger though. Well no, they every time I've gone to the dentist, they fairly pretty much told me to stop doing that. So oh, okay. It's <laughs> definitely my fault. That seems a safe bet then. So tomorrow when I see you, you'll be back to normal. No, I don't think so. I think tomorrow is a appointment to see what to see what we need to do before. And I told him I got I got to be out of there by ten thirty. So I don't think it'll take three hours though. Gotta be a cap. Surely they're just gonna put a cap on it. I would hope so, but you never know. I don't even know how that works. I don't either. I don't understand the. I know it's expensive. I know dentists make a lot of money. Yeah, and they Dentistry don't work on a mystery to me. I've had like one cavity in my whole life. Like I don't know how that works. I've never had a cavity. The no. like the dentist. Don't you think the dentist? And this is going to piss off dentists, but don't you think the dentists are the most overpaid profession? Like you see dentists and they build these mansion offices everywhere with like trains hanging out of their asses, and those are like those are poor people dentists. But they still make a lot of money. Like, I've yeah, known true. people in the dentist industry, and they live their lives like they're rap stars. Oh, yeah. They get their cars, like, pimped out. Don't work on Fridays. Yeah. I don't know any dentist And the dental Fridays. assistants do all the work. And they're usually really, really hot. And they're really hot, hot yeah. <sighs> I guess I should... I have good friends that are dentists. Dermatologists, maybe. I think that's been on a Seinfeld episode. They're oh, that eating. was the... Delicate then, genius. Yeah, and then the guy's with like... With the bad hair. Thank you for the uh, saving my life with cancer. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I trying to think of other... What's a podiatrist? dentist have Maybe a, a podiatrist. Of money, they man. probably get overpaid. I'm not saying... Look, I'm all for capitalism. Go be a dentist. And chiropractors are... If I had a kid, doctors. I'd say be a dentist. Because they make a lot of money. I think my mom always used to say that you should be a dentist i don't think it ever got through to me i could see you being a dentist i don't have that i don't take i mean i've never had a cavity so i guess that kind of qualifies me for dental school already Just is that how that works dr edward Radosovich you clearly know how to take care of your teeth i would be trying to think of a way to put this i would be kind of like the bobby petrino of dentists I think I'd you'd have a bunch of sexual assault uh, or sexual harassment yeah. uh, lawsuits pending against you all the time. Definitely, definitely the <laughs> the Warren Sapp of of uh, dentistry. Maybe get caught by the FBI for selling uh, nitrous oxide out of the back door. <laughs> Hell no, I'd keep that stuff for myself. I'm not selling that. All right, I think we've talked about nothing for long enough, uh, and we're going to wrap this baby up. Big basketball game this weekend, though. Wichita State. Yeah. Eddie is going up to Wichita. Making a short drive up there. Should be good. I'm sure he will not stop at Taco Tico. 
probably not. There's probably a better chance of me getting hammered drunk with uh, Greg Marshall's wife Saturday night in Wichita than going to talk to God, Do you think that she'll be a drunk and annoying at that game? I hope so. It's going to be 3 o'clock. She'll probably have been drinking for like two hours. You'll you you'll have a camera. You're on the baseline. Yeah. Oh yeah. We will we will have some some Greg Marshall wife cam because she was crazy as shit uh, last year when they came to <laughs> Chesapeake. Yeah. Like well, she, I remember Pat Forty. She's the lady. Yeah. Like she when, got thrown out. Pat Forty shed light on it during the NCAA yeah. tournament, but I saw it in and everybody in was like, before. yeah, we know, we know. She is crazy. It's like I saw I saw when Auburn beat Alabama. Gus Malzahn was getting interviewed on the field, and his his crazy wife was right there. She and I just yeah. thought I just thought get that microphone away from her. It, well, she only does that in churches. It's weird how sometimes wives they just need to be in the limelight, like uh, Shelly well, Meyer. What's for what's what's amazing is like we all know we all have like friends that they're. I know guys that are like very powerful, have very powerful jobs. And they're very, they're like in charge of a lot of things, but then they go home and their wives wear the pants. Yeah. It's really strange. And like they're the dominant person in the relationship, personality wise and everything. Do you think when like the Marshall family goes just out to dinner or whatever, like she drives? (laughs) Does Greg have to sit in the passenger seat? Because I mean, I bet, I bet when Bob goes home, Carol runs the roost. Oh yeah, I don't think there's I any question, is yeah. there? I can see that. I can see. I, I think maybe coaches are away so much that that's like the trade-off is like, I'm not here half the half the year because I'm working. And when they go or, home, they just have to kiss ass. Yeah, for like the fact just, that they're never they're home. continually getting out of the doghouse every yeah. night. I don't know. That's interesting. We should we should have coaches come sit down that have been divorced and we'll talk about it. Most of them have. That's Won't true. be hard to find. That's true. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks to Eddie Radosevich. Thanks to Josh McQuistian. Glad that we could uh, provide you another podcast. Hopefully it was entertaining, even though there wasn't a whole lot going on. We will have media coming up here. Uh, we haven't had any media with Lincoln Riley since the Sunday after TCU. So be good to catch up with the team. Uh, we'll have lots of stuff to report for you. Uh, go sign up at Soonerscoop.com. Subs for Bob. Uh, that's still going on. That's still much needed. So... Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Josh. Thanks to Eddie. I'm Kerry Murdoch. We'll see you guys next time right here on the Unofficial 40. Podcasts from Soonerscoop.com.